Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hi, and welcome to Women CEO and Reflection. I'm your host, Marisa Jones, and I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Haley. Today's guest is Lindsay Davis. She's an internationally certified, award-winning entrepreneur, coach, speaker, master of getting the right shit done, and the founder of Gray Coaching and the Effortless Entrepreneur. Lindsay works with amazing entrepreneurs and business leaders from around the globe to align priorities with the life they lead and scale their businesses to become highly profitable. Having spent her career as an entrepreneur and leader in top organizations around the world, Lindsay has firsthand experience of the struggles that many people face trying to balance building and leading businesses with everyday life. As a coach, Lindsay draws on her personal experience to create coaching and facilitation platforms that have assisted hundreds of leaders and entrepreneurs build profitable businesses while living a happy, balanced life, shifting from overwhelmed and overworked, spending time and energy on the people priorities that matter most. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So um, tell us a little bit as to kind of how you got to where you are today and what led you into this line of work. What led me into this line of work? Um, well, I was my client. Um, I spent a lot of time working in some of the top very well-known global luxury brands and organizations holding very senior roles, um, sort of national sales managers of global companies, um, directors of nonprofits, stupidly thinking at one point with a newborn baby that I could become the divisional head of two different divisions in an accelerator. And so I did, I started to become my own worst enemy and feeling tired and overwhelmed. And when my daughter turned around and called me Mavis, which was her nanny, that was a big catalyst for change in my life. Um, and my name for about a year was Mavis or dad not mom or mama or any of those things. And I had been, I've been working in the entrepreneurial space, in the acceleration space since, this will show the age, since, since um, tw- what, 2013, I joined them. Um, and I just, I've been coaching entrepreneurs and I've been working with entrepreneurs. And when we decided to shift over and move our family from South Africa to the US, it just became clear to me that what I wanted to actually do was work with leaders and entrepreneurs to help them find a way around the situation of I'm stuck um, and I have to do more to get more, to have more, to be more, to just like burn the candle at both ends. I have to be perfect. I have to be a great mom. I have to be this. I have to be that. And I'm like, well, you can, but you don't have to do it in a hundred hours a week. You don't have to do all of these things. So I love working with entrepreneurs and I've helped many entrepreneurs build businesses where it's, I, and my story is one of those where I work 25 hours a week and I pick my kid up from school and I have a highly profitable, highly successful business that has systems and processes in place, but allows me to live that life that I was supposed to live. So that is how I got you. And we that, that's, uh, that's absolutely huge. And uh, thinking about that and how did you kind of, from being in the corporate world, transition that mindset? Because as a corporate world, you have a salary, 
you're not going an hourly thing. Like, you know, if you're, let's say specific professions and, and a law firm or different things, you're getting paid hourly. You no, know, this is going to be, this is a salary. So when you're done with your work, you're finished. There's no real set 40 hour a week. You work when you need to work in corporate. How did you change your mindset to get out of that mindset to get to that 25 hour week? How was that process? Was it, how difficult was it for you to get to that point with being trained so much in corporate world? Yeah. Um, so it was, I was in a really bad space. Um, and I just, I'd had three days of huge corporate annual planning. It was in November and it was like the senior leadership team, the C-suite, we were all together. And I'd gotten home later and later. And the last night I got home at 1am and I'd missed three days of my kid's life and I was broken. I just, I was tired. I probably should not have made the decision I made when I made it, but I woke up the next, I spoke to my husband, got up the next morning. And I was like, that's me. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I got to that breaking point. And I walked into the CEO's office and he just looked at me and he's like, what is wrong? And I just started crying. And I was like, I'm done. I don't want to leave this space. I don't want to leave this career because I love what I do. And I really did love what I, what I was doing. And I was like, but I cannot be this person for you anymore. So I went in to go break up with him. almost, And that's how it felt. It was like a breakup. And he just said to me, you cannot leave me. We cannot lose you. What do we do? And the, the CEO and the financial director were really instrumental in that mind shift change, the mindset change for me, because we just sat down and I was like, I, I need, this is what I need. They said, tell me about the life you want. So I said, well, this is what I need, but I also know this is what you need. And by that afternoon, and it was, it was really odd because I, I hadn't been asked in so long, like, what do you need? What do you want? And I was like, huh? But by that afternoon, they had hired me an assistant who came on board, who I loved. She just stepped in there like, you can have it for three months and we'll see what happens. But by that afternoon, I had an assistant in place. My work hours, I was kicked out of the building at two o'clock in the afternoon. My entire team knew. And it took a little bit of time to retrain the team around things to just understand that I would still be there. So it was a phased approach. I didn't completely like go down in a blaze of glory and I was out. They actually helped me transition. And then when we decided we were moving from South Africa to the US, Neil, we, I gave six months notice because we had a lot of planning to do. And in those six months, I had time to really sit and decide what is the life that I want. And I still had the luxury of the salary, the health insurance, the, all the creature comforts. I'm fortunate that I have a husband who was earning an income. Um, and so it really helped to have all of those supports. And that's why I feel one of the things that I love to do is help support my clients through that too, because you can't go it alone. You're completely right. It's more than just the strategy. Like, okay, we've got the money in the bank and we can manage like this and this will happen. That's tiniest part of it. It's the mindset. Like, how do I balance it? How do I not go from full speed to zero? How do I keep consistently building something, but nurturing it and growing it in the way I actually want? And do I even know what, what want is, like what that picture should be? That's so important. There's so many of us who have been there. Like I was working and traveling full time for five years when my kids were young. And, you know, I would, you know, it was so hard because I would show up to pick up my kids on the rare days that I could do that. And the other moms would just look at me and go, 
I could never do what you do. I could never leave my kids. I ended like the guilt just kind of comes over you, but you know, you have a responsibility and you're trying to do financially, you're trying to do good for your family. Um, what, how do you change their mindset on to how to grow their business or how to continue on their career path? You know, if they work for someone else without losing momentum, do you help them change their goal target dates or do you help them change their goals in general? Like what's kind of the key uh, factors around that? Sure. Can I say that? Can I, can I swear a little bit? Not, not terribly. I'll yes, go right ahead. Just be real. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest reason I created the art of getting the right shit done is for that exact purpose. So the first thing is like, what is actually important? Like, is scrubbing the toilet really a priority? Does it, the toilet doesn't care who scrubs it. It doesn't even care if it's scrubbed. It's the toilet. It's porcelain. Nobody, that's sort of, that's the first step. It's like, what is actually important? So if you're staying in your career, it's look and what is actually important? I would love to be that person for my clients that my boss was for me. It's like, what is it that you really want? What do you really need? And if the things aren't fitting in that bucket, is it something that if you're employed, do you delegate or do you delete? Do you advocate to get it taken off your plate or get an assistant or depending on where you are in an up and down the ladder? I mean, you're not going to get somebody coming straight out of college and asking for an assistant. You have to have proven yourself a little while. But as an entrepreneur, and I love working with earlier stage entrepreneurs, but it's like, what? tell me about the life you want. And then every decision we make, it's like, okay, what is the consequence of this? What is the long-term, the unintended consequence of these actions and what's the consequence of not doing them? And let's weigh those pieces up. And the other question I encourage my clients to ask themselves and I ask myself often is, if I am saying yes to this, what am I saying no to? So it's about creating barriers and boundaries to protect the things that are most important. And there definitely will be those times where I don't get my 25-hour week, where I've got to ask somebody to take care of my kid because, I mean, now's a good example. It is after 2.30 in the afternoon and here I am on a call with you. Um, but this is an awesome opportunity. And it's like, this is, you've got to weigh these things up. So if I want to say yes to this, what do I say no to? And what's going to give? And so that's something I really try to work with my clients on is setting up the true, true vision, true goal, true target, and then the boundaries to protect that. That's great. How, how do you, um, so, so part of, you know, the women that you're helping probably are, are very, very driven, right? So how do you, you know, it's a mindset change, but it's not that they don't want to be a full-time mom or it's not like they don't want to be to their other commitments, but that drive just doesn't stop. How do you keep them uh, engaged and, and still passionate and, and, kind of thinking about it even when they're not working without it being work. Does that make sense, the question? Yeah. yeah. So the way I sort of keep it carrying through is there'll be some triggers, some words, some like phrases, like if you're saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? And that's something that I ask them to write down. I also encourage my clients to spend time planning once a week, but planning their whole week, not just your work week, and write a list of what are your priorities actually. And that's based on our conversation. So have your priorities where you can see them. If picking your kid up from school is a priority, it needs to be in your schedule. Because if it's not, it's easy to push it aside. And I don't put like school pickup 
I have my daughter's name in there. So if I'm going to delete it, that's on me. I'm not going to go in and feel that guilt of like, ah, you're not important enough for my time right now. So it's to, to understand that drive. Yes, you can do all of these things, but if you're putting all your energy into the things that matter, you've got a lot more energy left than if you're just letting it suck you dry and you just right. start the day with the things. I mean, there's, there's all of these different books and things like eat the frog and like, yeah, start with the hard stuff first. And I'm like, no, start with the things that matter first, because when your cup is full, you can keep going on a tough day. So, right. So you don't let, you don't let the other stuff that's not a priority take over. No. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting that you brought up the kid analogy um, because uh, I had a colleague just this week. She said yesterday, she said to me, um, you know, I need to pick up my uh, son from school and I'm not going to be able to be at the meeting on video, but I'll call in. And I said to her, no, you're not. I said, your time with your with your son is important. You need to be present. And you need to have, you know, you need to be safe and you need to be paying attention to him. And she was like, no one's ever said that to me before. And I said, well, I used to, you know, I said years ago, I told my VP that and he was okay with it, but it was a really hard thing to ask. So you should, you know, make a habit of asking that because there's no reason why you should do that. I can fill you in tomorrow. You know, it's, it's not a, it's not a priority. So I think we as leaders also you know, as colleagues and peers and, 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 you know, we need to, we need to also offer those types of things to the people that we work with to say, Hey, you know what? I know that's a priority for you, regardless of how much you, you, you want to do this for your company. I know that's a priority to you. So I'm giving you permission to go do that. And a lot of us don't get that as moms, you know, like when somebody asked you, right, what do you need? Right. No one no one really does that often uh, in the workplace uh, on a personal level. So I think things like that are really important. Yeah. And I've been I've been international brands um, and some international companies around running two different workshops with the same workshop, but coming from two different angles where one is with the directors and the leadership and the senior leadership around that exact thing. Around reaching out around let's make sure that these rules and norms are working for the greater good, not just because, and hey, because the strategy was put in place in November last year, is it still important? Have we moved on? Have we transitioned? Has the person even suggested it left the organization? Like, are we being real here? Are we actually focusing on what's right? And then the other side is getting, encouraging the teams to speak up and not just create the culture of, the only time I ever speak up or speak out is when I'm bitching to my colleagues because I don't feel heard. But if I just opened my mouth, and this was true for me, I got to breaking point, but at no point did I go to him ahead of schedule and say, I'm feeling the burn. I need time back. I can't sit in traffic for an hour each way. I can't be called dad anymore. At no point did I go there, I waited till it was too late. So to start creating a very different organizational culture where employees feel confident and comfortable speaking out and safe and that they will be heard and having leaders in the organization turning around and being like, hey, I'm seeing this. How are you? So, and that, is, that has happened a lot. So is it different? So, so you've worked with U.S. companies as well as companies in Europe. Is it different 
I know for me, I've done global projects, right? The cultures overseas are much different than the culture in America. We're expected to work 70 hours a week or more, whereas we can't have that expectation. We've been told, you know, it's it's like common knowledge. Well, you can't expect them to work those hours, right? How do you how do you find that culturally in the, in the work that you do? Because it sounds like you're getting a little bit of that as well, right? And and in internationally. Yeah, so I've done work with all sorts of organizations from South Africa to the UK, Europe, Canada, US. Um, and strangely, I'm finding the US to be the most resistant to it. Um, where when I look at that, you look at a country like South Africa, and it's very difficult to terminate an employee. So in order to do that, leadership has to have proven that they've lent in, they've offered help, they've tried, they've listened. So there's already that on the books, even though it's from a, if I want to fire this person perspective, it's still there to say, hey, if you listen, you may hear something different. So that's there. Um, when it comes to the UK, it sort of the hours are the hours, but there's a little bit more sensitivity. The US to me seems to be the last on the list to be waking up to mental health, the stresses that are going on, the fact that, I mean, I'm, I'm here in Colorado and it's an at-will state. So if somebody's not happy, that's okay. We'll just let them go. If it's not working, it's not working kind of thing. Right. Um, but there's been a lot of lip service paid to, oh, we really care for our employees. And I'm like, well, but do you, when last have you asked, how are you? Right. So it, it, for me, I've seen the biggest resistance come through through the U.S., Canada is incredibly open to change from the organizations I've worked with. So it may just be who I've, who I've attracted into my business and who I've worked with as clients. But from my experience, I'm seeing that the U.S. is the last to sort of open up to this and really it, get into it. And that's a valid perspective because it is it that's the way it is in the US. Like I've been in so many companies where the employees are burnt out and they're telling their management that they're burnt out and they the management sends out surveys and they reply to the surveys and say that they're burnt out. And no matter how much they say that, there's no relief, right? There's no exceptions. There's no, it just doesn't matter. And so they don't feel heard um, at all, which is which is why a lot of people leave companies, unfortunately, because they don't feel hard. But then what happens is they go somewhere else and it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And, and that's so common in the U.S. And so now you have these employees who they don't want to leave because they know it's going to be some, you know, pretty much the same anywhere they go. And now they're just, de 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 you know, defeated. They feel defeated. They feel like their career is not moving on, um, you know. What advice would you give to someone who's in that position? I would say don't give up. Continue to speak up and continue to speak out um, about it. And you don't have to be this guns blazing, flag flying advocate for change. But take care of yourself first. So go to the HR department. Don't wait for the survey. Go and be that person that's like, hey, but don't just say, hey, this isn't working for me. Go with a solution. Like, Ask yourself, like, what do I need? If they turned around to me tomorrow and said, we can't lose you, what do you need? What, what would you say? And go in with that piece and be like, this isn't working because they can't, like big companies in particular, it's very difficult to turn that ship quickly. So if you can go in and say, this isn't working for me, this would be really helpful. And also give them the opportunity to try something. 
And if it's not being tried, go back and call them out and be like, hey, you said you would try this and you haven't. So what is our plan? The other thing is, if you are going to become an entrepreneur, make sure that you're getting the support you need, because that's another side that I see with the entrepreneurs I work with, is that they've been exposed to really shitty leadership. And that's why they've left, to your point. Like, I'm done here. I can't. Nobody's listening to me. But then they try to build their businesses and they've never had a great role model. So they're battling to build these businesses and become great leaders and they're falling over because they're still stuck in the mindset of I have to do it all myself. I have to work 80 hours a week. I have to do, I have to, I have to, I have to. I can't possibly pay attention to my kids and it's blowing up in their faces. So for me, any advice is what do you want? Know that first and foremost. What is most important to you? Big picture, friends, family, life, career, bank account, retirement, lifestyle, all of it. What do you want? And then build things around that. Be flexible, be responsive, but also put yourself first. Because without you, I mean, what's it for? If, you, if you're not here, it doesn't matter. Right. How do you make sure that you're keeping yourself in check? What do you do for yourself to make sure that you don't cross that line and you start to get burnt out again? So I'm fortunate that I have a very caring husband who helps me because he sees that. And I also, there's a few things. I've got a very solid morning ritual where I have a five-minute journal that when I close my laptop, it goes onto my laptop. So I can't start work till I've filled that in, which is a gratitude practice. Um, and then I do a three, three, three. So I do three things that I'm grateful for, three things that make the day great, and then three things I want to accomplish. And they can be tiny. It can be like clean the kitchen could be one of them or make five sales calls or do any of those pieces. But I also set the time aside for myself. I do 10,000 steps before 10 a.m. every day. So whether I don't like to run at all, but if I'm short on time, if I haven't managed my time, I am running those 10,000 steps. So I'm running six miles versus walking them and having a relax and listening to a podcast. Um, but that is like my headspace. And then my day ends at 2.30 and my alarm goes off and it says, pick Ava up from school because that is my daughter's name. So at 2.30, my computer shouts at me and I go get it. So, and that is when that's my laptop goes. And that's how I protect it. Give or take an afternoon like this, but I still picked her up and I had she and a friend over and then the friend's dad came to get them both. And when I'm done with you, I'll go get them from his house. So oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. It's about boundaries and barriers. And I think it's important when, you, when you're dealing with clients, colleagues, coworkers, to set the expectation up front because then it's not rude. Like right. if I say, if you want to say something to me and I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't work past 2.30. And I'm like, oh, well, that's a little odd lady. Right. But if you're up front, if I'm like, I'm sorry, that's great. So excited to be working with you. I take clients from 9.30 to 2.30. And then you're like, okay, that's my gap. That's my window to work in. So it's just about creating the barriers, creating the rituals and sticking to them. That's great. Great advice to everyone. Uh, I'm so glad you made the exception to come here on the show this afternoon. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. I'm also in Colorado, so we're going to have to catch up in person. Definitely. Um, yeah. So where can people find you? So if you want to find me, you can find me on my website. You can go to www.graycoaching.net or you can find me on my Facebook group, 
which is Great Coaching, or you can find me on my private Facebook group, which is for women only, entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's called The Effortless Entrepreneur, um, and I'll be in and out of there. But if you really want to get me, you can get me on my website or send me an email, lindsay at greycoaching.net. Sounds great. Thanks so much for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Thanks. You too. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.